I-80 Sports, College Football Causeway. Let's get into it. All right, guys, it's Rich Kerber here with another Week 5 recap here, previewing the Week 6 games here with Ed and Dave. Let's get it started. So um, let's start talking a little bit about our, our, our uh, Week 5 takeaways here. From last week's games, anybody anybody want to get a start with the Big Twelve? Yeah, the big. Uh, I, I, that's my first take is the Big Twelve with the big question mark. Like what what's going on? I, I mean, it's just Oklahoma now has two conf, two conference losses. Texas has a conference loss right now. You have Oklahoma State undefeated in the conference, Iowa State undefeated in the conference, Kansas State undefeated in the conference. Um, Oklahoma State's played Tulsa. Tulsa played Oklahoma State tough week one. I, I'll be honest, I was very nervous after watching that game. But then after seeing what Tulsa did to Central Florida, Tulsa's not that bad of a team either. So I, you got to say Oklahoma State's the favorite now, but I, I bought it up right before the show. They may be the favorite right now because they're undefeated in conference, but listen what they have coming up. They're at tail, uh, They're at Baylor. They're, you got to buy this week. They're at Baylor next Saturday night. Never easy playing in Waco. Then they come home to Iowa State. Then they're home to Texas on Halloween. Then they go to Kansas State. Then they go to Oklahoma. I, 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 don't, I don't see them going 5-0 and oh with no. those five games coming up. I, I actually, to be honest with you, and, and I picked Oklahoma State to win the conference, I, I see them going 3-2 and two over those five games. So who, who knows what's going to happen here? Yeah, the Big 12 is definitely wild this year. Um, the biggest surprise, I think, last week was uh, – not the biggest surprise, but definitely another surprise was TCU – beating number nine, Texas. At the time, Texas was number nine. They're 22 yep. now, so they dropped. It was 33-31. Um, for the gambling fans out there, I actually gave out the under in that game, and that safety they took at the end of the game switched it over. So I apologize for anybody. I can't account for that, but uh, that was a bad beat for anybody who was involved with TCU, Texas. But um, I, I really was shocked with that game. I thought I think Texas was a double-digit favorite in that game. Um, yeah, I'll be honest with you guys. I know that um i believe yeah dave i believe dave put that on our um we do like a call sheet before the show and dave had that game down and i kind of trumped them and i I took it off because i was like why are we going to talk about it i figured texas was going to roll them and it was actually the opposite if you watch the game texas wasn't really in it till the end of the game yeah they they had they came back at the end again Um, yeah tcu actually seven of the or six of the last seven meetings TCU actually took down Texas, which is a surprising stat. Gary Patterson's doing a nice job there. Yes, and, uh, TCU. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not surprised that a TCU. I'm not surprised how they won. I really thought that it would be defensively, but they, uh, you know, to win a high score in the game, I'm surprised. I thought that would have favored Texas. But, Another. So. Uh, we can talk a little bit about uh, Florida and South Carolina. I think Florida just keeps rolling right now, but they do have a question mark with that defense. Kyle Trask to Kyle Pitts. Has been real strong in the last couple of weeks. Kyle Trask had another four passing TDs on Saturday, but their defense is looking a little shaky. Any thoughts on their uh, Florida here moving into the middle of their seat or moving towards the way, way through the season? Yeah, well, we're, I know we're oh, jumping ahead a little bit because I know we're going to preview this game. So if I repeat myself when we get to it, I apologize. But this this is it for Florida right now. This is this is the three week stretch uh, that we'll see if Florida's Florida. They're uh, at Texas A and M this week. Then they play LSU, and then I believe they have a – I don't – it might be a week off, but then they also have L, uh, Georgia coming up on November 7th. 
So they got a they got a couple games coming up. Plus LSU still on the schedule. So we'll see if Florida's Florida. I, I was surprised. I'm not a South Carolina fan, obviously, because of Clemson. But South Car- South Carolina stayed with them for a little bit. It's a good game. I enjoyed watching it. Yeah, it was a, it was an entertaining game throughout. I enjoyed that game also. Florida's defense is definitely a big 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 question mark. Yes. Yeah, but I think I think um, Florida, if they can get uh, to the Georgia game, it'll be really interesting when they play in the world's biggest cocktail party. Yeah. Um, There's actually some trash dude. talk going on between that game. Some of the Florida players are they're looking ahead to that game, which is never a good idea. You never want to no. overlook an opponent, especially in the SEC. Uh, we'll talk about this team a little bit later today. Is North Carolina? They struggled a little bit with Boston College last week. They beat them 26-22. Sam Howell, he looks pretty good. He's still good enough to keep him keep him rolling. Mac Brown is doing a nice job down there. Um, he's been doing a nice job down there for years. But what, anybody have any thoughts on, on North Carolina moving forward throughout this season? I know we're going to preview their game a little bit later on, but what are our thoughts on that game against Boston College? Yeah, I thought I thought it was funny. A lot of um, a lot of our followers and people that uh, people that we follow on our on our Twitter feed um, basically said, "Hey, you know, Texas, if you're looking for a coach, uh, there's a guy that the guy you might want to talk to at North Carolina." So you know, the big thing was he couldn't win, and then he's he's at North Carolina doing what he did at Texas early. He's winning. Uh, he, he's he's a good coach. He's he's a good coach and. He's doing it. Sam Howell I like. Um, to be honest with you, North Carolina was one of the teams that scared me uh, in the ACC when, when we talk about my Clemson Tigers. But, um, you know, the, the, the real test for Clemson is what we're going to talk about later. And uh, this, this week's going to be a, a bit, bit of a, a, a war, I think. You talk about a take from week five. My week five takeaway is, you know, Clemson, Clemson I don't know if they were looking ahead. Um, but they they um they kind of sleptwalk through that Virginia uh game Saturday night in my in my opinion they're still a good team I'm not going to say they're doing anything wrong there but thing that scares me most is they let that Virginia quarterback run for over a hundred and that that wasn't designed runs Miami with their King it's going to be designed runs so mm-hmm. it's going to be interesting uh, before before we move on to our uh, our next game here Dave I'm going to come to you this time with uh, number four, Georgia, and Auburn last week. So Georgia took down the Tigers of Auburn 27-6. to um, Georgia looks good. Georgia's done a nice job so far this year. Um, what are your thoughts on that game, Dave? You know, I, I think what you said in the preview last week was that Auburn would struggle offensively, uh, especially running the ball against the Georgia defense, and that's pretty much what happened. Um and uh, Georgia, Georgia's defense is good. Uh, offensively, they're still I'm still not sold on them offensively yet. If they can, uh, you know, uh, make it away in the SEC with uh, the offense struggling the way it's been, uh, but their defense is definitely carrying them, and, and they definitely shut down Auburn. And uh, they made they made Bo Nix not look so great on uh, Saturday. Yeah, Auburn had only 28 yards of offense on 14 plays, their first four possessions. So Georgia definitely had a nice game plan. Coming into that game, uh, let's move on to our uh, our upcoming games here for Week Six. So we have some Week Six predictions. We're going to take a look at a bunch of different games here this week. We're going to look at the rivalry game here, Texas at Oklahoma. We'll take a look at number four Florida at number twenty one Texas A and M. Preview number nineteen Virginia Tech at number eight North Carolina. A lot of di- lot of top twenty five matchups this week. We have number fourteen Tennessee, which is shocking. Tennessee ranked at number fourteen this year. They're at Georgia. That's going to be a huge test for them. 
this week. And then I think game of the week is number seven, Miami at number one, Clemson. So let's move on to Ed here. Let's let's start off with the Red River rivalry here with Texas, number 22, Texas at Oklahoma. Yeah, Red River rivalry. Uh, Oklahoma has won the past five big tw- five consecutive Big 12 titles. Uh, another loss. They lose to Texas, their own three in the conference, and you can forget about it. They're not going to win the Big 12 with three losses. But the way the, way the conference is playing this year, they still could be the Big 12 champ with two losses. But, you know, that goes back to me, and I know I'm beating the drum here, but the, the people that are celebrating the most with everything that's been going on in week four and five is anybody that plays in the Big 10. Yep. Because the, this is, you know, pretty much unless I, I'm, I'll go on a limb and say it's got to be Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State's got to go undefeated if the Big 12 is going to have a shot at getting somebody in the college football playoff. Iowa State has an ugly loss early. At this uh, point, I, I can't really even see it. I can't see, right. I can't see it. I'm that not, would be Oklahoma that, State has to run the table. That's their that's only right. option. That had to run the table, including winning the Big 12 championship. Uh, and basically, Oklahoma, they're letting teams move the ball on them. People are scoring on them. And if they don't fix that during this week, and Sam Ellinger is going to do what Sam Ellinger does, and I think he'll move the ball up and down the field on him. I'm, I'm looking at a good game. Um, I, my, my heart tells me Oklahoma. My head has a little doubt. I'm not a big Spencer Rattler fan, as you guys all know. Once again, he threw, you know, cost him a game with his interceptions and just to, just his demeanor after that. I, I'm just not a big fan, but uh, I, my heart wants Oklahoma to win this one, but I, I got a hunch Texas is going to pull it <laughs> off to do. I have a feeling yeah, it's going to think- be a pretty ugly game here. I mean, both teams combined, they have 28 penalties in three games. That's, that's a ton of penalties. Um, neither side has shown anything clutch to me, so it's going to be really tough. It's going to be really tough for – for a, a solid prediction for this game. We know penalties can change the outcome of a game if these teams are playing sloppy. I I, I think I thought Oklahoma had a, had a nice team coming into this year. I said that in our Big 12 uh, predictions. They're not what we thought they were. Um, I think Texas is going to take this game. It's going to be a close one. I think Texas can edge out Oklahoma here at the end, but I do believe it'll be a one-score game. Go ahead, Dave. Yeah, it's, I agree. I think Texas is going to win this game. I just think um, defensively, yeah, Oklahoma is just too many holes. And, uh, the, and you know, Lincoln Riley, he hit with, um, you know, Mayfield, uh, Murray, and Hurts. You know, eventually, you know, you, you got to have a down year sometime at quarterback. You can't hit with everybody. So, um, it, but uh, I think, um, you know, Oklahoma's – has not had good defensive teams the last few years. And I think finally it's catching up with them. And I, and I think Texas wins this game probably in the, in the seven to 10 point range. And it does put a little, uh little question mark by Riley. A lot of people disagree with this, but you know, Mayfield transferred in from Texas tech uh, hurts transferred in from Alabama uh, Murray tra- transferred in from Texas A&M. So they weren't, they weren't Oklahoma recruits. They were kids that were recruited by other schools, had a year of uh, a year or more of playing at, uh, at with another program and they came in and were successful in Oklahoma. This is his first quarterback that he recruited and he's only been an Oklahoma boy. They may be looking into, uh, they may be looking into the portal already for next season. Yeah, for sure. Let's take a look at the, this sec matchup here with number four, Florida at number 21, Texas A&M. I think Florida's looking real good right now. Kyle Trask to Kyle Pitts. We mentioned it a little bit before in the show and last week. I think that is one of the best combinations in the entire country. But, again, that Florida defense is a question mark. 
So let's go ahead to Ed this time. Let's go ahead and uh, let's get Florida Texas A&M preview started. Well, just like you said, Kyle Trask is already one of the early Heisman uh, favorites. Uh, through two games, he has 684 yards passing and 10 touchdowns, completing 72% of his passes. And he's even though they're on the road, they're going up against a Texas A&M defense that struggles against the pass. Last week, they gave up 435 yards to Alabama. So it it looks like it's everything's pointing Florida's way. It's not easy to play in College Station, but like we all know, this is a different year in terms of home field advantage. But it, everything's pointing in Florida's way for this week, and I, I think they um, I think they they win again. Uh, it kind of kills me because Texas A and M was one of my teams that I picked as a a sleeper, but their defense just. I don't think their defense is going to be able to hold up with Florida. Could be closer than I'm thinking because it's a it's in College Station. But uh, I just hope, like you said earlier, Rich, Florida's already clapping at Georgia. I mean, mm-hmm. I hope they're not looking to they're ahead. looking ahead. They're looking I ahead. Not, they're good. Yeah, I hope they're not looking ahead to LSU either because they'll get punched right in the mouth with uh, Jimbo Fisher's boy. But I, I like Florida in this game. I think their offense is just a little too much for that. Aggie defense. Yeah, Kellen, Kellen Mond. Um, Kellen Mond has been doing a nice job there. He's a senior. He's been there a while. He's got to do something special eventually. I just don't think this is the week here. I don't think he's going to get it done against this Florida uh, team. Uh, their their secondary did play a little bit better for Florida, but um, I, I do believe Florida is still going to take this game. I think Trask and Pitts are just too much, and um, I think their pass rush is going to get it done against Kellen Mond. Go ahead, Dave. Yeah, I'm sorry. I was gonna say, yeah, I think I think Florida wins this game. Yeah, Texas A&M defense is is not gonna hold up. And um, they, they, but again, being at home, if 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 Texas A&M goes to a fast start, it could be it could be a close game. But I think Florida State will be just too strong in the end. And and uh, the, the, again, they they probably win by about two scores at least. I know this is gonna probably be shown tomorrow, but any of you guys that took Rich's advice early, uh, 21-14 to Lane Houston right now overlooks really good. There we go. It's not over yet. It's not over yet, but it's, uh, it's looking good right now. It's looking good. Let's take a look at number 19, Virginia Tech, at number 8, North Carolina. Uh, Dave, let's go ahead over to you. Well, we talked a little bit with Carolina earlier. Any thoughts on this North Carolina versus Virginia Tech game? I think this is going to be a good game this week, a very underrated top 25 matchup. Yes, it's going to be a good game. North Carolina um, really can uh, prove themselves in the uh, ACC with a win here. Um, you know, again, they, they uh, kind of let BC hang around last week, and uh, and they also, also I think the other week they let Syracuse hang around. So um, this is this is a game where they, they got to play a full sixty minutes, or I think uh, Virginia Tech could knock them off. But uh, I, th- I think North Carolina will will eat this game out, and um, they also have some interesting matchups down the road if uh, with North Carolina, and also and also the outcome of the uh, Miami uh, Clemson game, which we'll get into at the end. Yeah, I think it'll be a back-and-forth game also. I, th- I even think one team is going to come up in the fourth quarter. I say this all the time, but sometimes whoever has the ball last, if it's an offensive battle, is going to get the job done. If it's more defensive game, sometimes these teams come up with a big stop late in the game. Um, I think Virginia Tech is, is, is doing a nice job this season. They're ranked for a reason. Uh, North Carolina just hasn't been fully sharp, but I think they're getting there. Um, I think North Carolina wins this game. By a touchdown or so, nothing, nothing like no blowout. Again, it's going to be come down to that that final possession. Go ahead, Ed. 
Yeah, I, I um, a lot of like you know a lot of people are obviously the big game in the ACC is is Clemson Miami, um, but a lot this this game is it, it's right there. And bottom line with this game is Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech currently is third in the country in rushing yards per game. They run for about three hundred nineteen yards a game. In order for North Carolina to, uh, in order for Virginia Tech to win, they're going to have to run the ball. The trouble is North Carolina. They played two games this year. And they allow 54 yards rushing a game. So um, I'm leaning towards your thoughts that it's going to be a defensive struggle. And my my thing is, if Virginia Tech can run the ball, they'll win the game. If North Carolina's defense does what they did the first two games and hold them to under 100 yards rushing, they'll win easily. It's a little tainted, though. Syracuse doesn't run the ball. North Carolina played them. So, you know, Syracuse throws it all over the field. So it's a little tainted, those stats. But... If North Carolina's run defense is as good as they are showing right now, they have they have the opportunity to beat Virginia Tech. Uh, but I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Virginia Tech win. Yeah, they're, they're, they're getting Hendon Hooker back. Their their quarterback he missed a couple games in quarantine. Yeah. Uh, their their previous starter Braxton Burmeister he he was hit, only hit on forty four percent of his throws. Right. So I think I think the addition of Hooker coming back can can yeah. give him a. a and he he adds, he adds to the running game also, so that's just going to be another guy they have to worry about running the ball because Hooker likes to run as well as throw. So I, I I'm I, I I honestly think Virginia Tech's going to win this game. I haven't been impressed with North Carolina this year at all, which is surprising because I like I said early in the year I kind of had a little fear. Yeah, Sam Howell was a big time Heisman uh, favorite this year. Yep. Yep. Uh, here's another here's another big time matchup in the SEC. Number fourteen Tennessee and number three Georgia. I said it before. I said it earlier. It's strange to see Tennessee ranked in the top 15 here, uh, moving into week six here with college football. Ed, let's move on over to you for our Tennessee versus Georgia prediction here. I'll be honest. I'm surprised, Rich, that you don't have a Tennessee hat or shirt on. You're an O-line guy. And Tennessee, I mean, Tennessee, they have all five of their offensive linemen are five-star players. They have five five five-star offensive linemen. That They – that's why they're in the top fifteen. That, they're they're, they're running behind. Yeah, they're running behind a, a, a NFL offensive line. I mean, their offensive line is. I have them as number one in the country with the talent that they have there, and they're just going to get better because they're just starting to play together. Because uh, the one kid I can't recall his name, uh, the tackle transferred from Georgia to Tennessee, and he's eligible. He played last week, but he's eligible here. So that's a little underlying story. His offensive tackle is a Georgia transfer that got declared eligible a week ago. So he played last week in Tennessee's win, but this will be his second week. Go ahead, you go look back, going back to last season, Tennessee's won eight games in a row, but all eight games, none of them have been over ranked opponents. Uh, Georgia looked like Georgia last week, uh, going against a little bit, Dave, what you said earlier. Uh, they crushed Auburn 27 to six. It wasn't even that close. And uh, the quarterback, Bennett, who everyone doubted and thought maybe the USC kid should be in there playing. Quarterback Bennett threw for 240 yards and a touchdown. And the ground game, they put up 202 yards on the ground. I mean, I, George, if, if if Tennessee can control the ball, run the ball, and, and work behind that offensive line, we might have a game. Uh, but the past three times Georgia and Tennessee has <coughs> beaten them by an average of 32 points. Um I think Georgia's offense will have success on the ground against Tennessee. It's just a matter of uh, what Tennessee's O-line and and offense can do against that defense. And 
to be honest with you, after what their defense did to Auburn, I'm not feeling too too confident in Tennessee. But hey, it's, it's a crazy it's season. You never know. It's just tough to back Jarrett uh, Guarantano. I don't think he's playing well enough. I didn't think that a couple of years ago. Just it takes one one or two plays. It takes a false start here. It takes yeah. a loss, uh, a one one rush in the backfield. You're behind chains, and the game comes in your quarterback's hands. Um, I, got, I don't I, think he has enough to, to get it done against Georgia. Although he's played better this year, he's playing well enough this year. He's doing better than than he has in the past. He's competent, but um, one or two plays here and there can can totally change the downs of the game or the the downs move the chains, um, and it could cause some problems here. Dave, yeah, I, I like rooting for him because he's a Jersey kid, so. You know, I, I like watching Garantino play. But, yeah, Dave, Dave, what's your thoughts on this? Yeah, yeah, I think it's going to come down to whether or not the, the Tennessee offensive line can control a line of scrimmage. Um, that, that's the, really their own hotness game, I think. And, uh, you know, like I said, again, the way we saw them play Auburn last week, um, it, it'll, be, it'll, be, it'll be a challenge. And, um, it'll, it'll, you know, but uh, I think... Yeah, I think like I said this is another one where I think George is going to be too strong, and then and they'll probably win by uh, like around ten to twelve points. I think. Yeah, it'd be closer well, than it's been in a long time. You so should I'm be a big bookmaker. The, the spread's twelve right now. The spread's right. twelve, so we're right on pace with that. Um, we got our our game of the week here, in my opinion, as a Clemson fan for sure. We have number seven Miami at number one Clemson. <laughs> yeah, really, it is. Yeah, honestly, I didn't see the spread. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right, let's take let's take a look here at number seven Miami and number one Clemson. Uh, Ed, go ahead and get that one started for us. I, I you know, I'm I'm a Clemson fan, so I mean, I'm not going to really say much about it. I, I will admit, I'm very nervous about this game. Uh, I didn't sure. like what I, I didn't like what I uh, saw defensively uh, from them last week in terms of um, not being able to stop the quarterback. This kid, you know, this kid. This quarterback from Miami King is he's, he's the real deal. It kind of it, it reminds me of um, the Louisville team that had Lamar Jackson uh, that came into to Death Valley and, and we ended up sneaking away, stopping them late in the game on a fourth down to win the game where it was an offensive game up and up and down the field. Uh, and I do see that. I think Miami has a decent defense, but I think we'll be able to move the ball on them. What what I want to see happen uh, that I saw not happen this past Saturday night is when Clemson had an opportunity to kind of step on their throat and put that game away. They didn't do it. And the perfect example I had that was the end of the first half. They got the ball back with like, I think a minute 50 left in the first half. And they went three and out, had to punt the ball. Virginia got the ball on first down. Clemson got a sack. It was second and 16. Virginia had one timeout. And Clemson went and let him go 80 yards down the field and score a touchdown to make it a 14-point game at halftime where, in my opinion, Clemson should have been up 21, 28 points at the half. Instead, Virginia went down. They ended up only being up by 14. I'm obviously not going to make a prediction on the game. I'll take the college game day thing since I'll be watching it. But uh, I'm, uh, I'm nervous. I'm nervous for sure. My, my, uh, my, my friends know. And everybody that's close to me knows once kickoff happens, my phone's off, everything's off because I've just focused on that game. And it's this is a big one. This is a big one. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think I think Miami's been been been. Uh, they deserve the number seven spot. They're they're much improved this year. Their pass rush hasn't been as as what we <laughs> like Kirk Street. 
<laughs> but um, for here, uh, looking into this Clemson game, I think King and Cameron Harris on the ground, for them to stay in this game and have a good shot at this game, they're going to have to uh, um, they're going to have to keep rushing. He's, he has 311 yards, Cameron Harris does. But um, I think De'Ara King here, this is his moment. 2020 college football playoffs, if they want to have any shot at making it, they take down number one Clemson here. I think it's going to be uh, – I think it's going to be the game of the week here. Um, was Clemson bored last week? I don't know. I don't know. But we, we made Ed made some good points there. They were kind of seemed like they were cruising through the game. They really need to get this game done. They need to they need to show up and show out in this game for Clemson. The spread right now is sitting at fourteen. I think that's a very large spread. Is is Clemson going to cover that? I won't be betting against them, but that's a large spread. The over under sixty three. But um. That's a big spread. I think the game's a lot closer than that. What do you think, Dave? I think we lost Dave. Yeah, we might be having some, some, technical, some technical issues here. You back, Dave? That's our producer's fault. Our producer jinxed it uh, earlier in the show. He said everything's been good. So, uh, Bob, you, you jinxed us tonight for sure. But, yeah, I, Rich, I, I, I agree with you. I think this is going to be the game of the week for sure. Um, I, as a Clemson fan, what I'd like them to do is come out and just – Put put fourteen, put twenty one on them early, so they uh, so that they kind of have Miami, you know, doubting themselves. And and I, I'd like to see them put them away early, get them out of the game, and so I can actually sit and relax, you know, this Saturday night. Yeah, for sure, <laughs> absolutely. It's um, the other other news in college football. We go um, Les Miles tested positive for COVID, which is never good. I hope he's all. Um, who knows how that's going to change the landscape of his team here. But, um, Ed, before we sign off, do you have any final thoughts? It's just a, been a very interesting year college football-wise. It's the same stuff that you just said. Uh, you know, COVID has hit hit teams, and I think they've been handling it pretty well. I, uh, you know, I hate going back to Clemson all the time, but we will. I mean, Virginia had seven kids set out last week when they played Clemson. Seven kids set out for the COVID protocol, uh, Virginia. So, it, I mean, it's there. It's, it's present. And then, you know – uh, like we've been discussing ever since we've been part of this uh, I-80 sports team, it's just 2020 is 2020. Look, look at what hap- happens this year. They already canceled the, the Louisiana game because of the hurricane. So, you know, you think you got one thing coming and you're starting to beat it. And then here you go. Here's something else that's going to throw everything up in uh, up in arms. But I'm, I'm pumped. It's been a great college season. The Big Ten and Pac-12 are coming back. Those guys are the biggest fans for these underdogs because every time one of these front runners lose – it helps their cause because they're playing the shortened season. So uh, I, 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 we're, I, I'm looking forward to this just continuing. It's been great having college football back. And every time a new conference adds on, it just makes it feel like the world's getting a little bit back to normal because you sit there and at 12 noon, you can have your TVs going and there's a game on every channel like it used to be. So it's the best. I love I'm it. just, I'm love just it. pumped, man. I'm just pumped up. And go Tigers, baby. We need it this week. I'm looking forward to another week here. I'm excited to see this Clemson Miami game. It's a, it's it's definitely a nervous game here as a Clemson fan, but I'm uh, I'm excited to get to watch that game primetime ABC 7:30 on Saturday. All eyes, the whole nation is going to be watching. So uh, for Ed Angus, Dave Calamito, this was I80 Sports, and we'll see you guys again next week. Thanks a lot.